What do you say? What do you do? If he only had a few years left to live. In February of 2019, I was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Join me as I try and figure out a survival guide and how to get through all of this mess. I'll cover what I'm going through and bring in my past and present experiences. And hopefully, just hopefully, we can find some humor in this crazy mixed up world that will make sense of everything that you and I are going through. So join me, Big Daddy Dave, in my podcast as I try and figure out my survival guide to terminal cancer. Pull up a chair, have a coffee, sit back, and have a listen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I am Big Daddy Dave, and this week I'm going to talk to you about needles. Oh, we just love needles, don't we? Um, I've had to go through some more blood tests. So every time I have a, an appointment with my doctor, I got I to gotta go into the blood clinic first, and they draw a lot of blood out of me. So there are so many things that you have to try and, and, and do to prepare yourself for this. In, in the beginning, in the beginning, I was just like, okay, yeah, I, you know, I used to watch. I'd sit there and watch and, um, you know, they would draw blood from me and that was no problem. I'd just be like, you know, okay, you're going to, you know, that small discomfort, you're going to feel a pinch. No, I'm feeling actually a stab. It is a stab, uh, very much like a needle going into my arm. And oh, hey, look, it is a needle going into my arm. Now, there are, there are, again, I, I got to stipulate, I'm not a doctor or any kind of medical person, but there, there are certain types of blood tests. I've only had to go through two. So there's, there's the one where you have to starve yourself for, for like 24 hours or 12 hours. You can't have any food or liquid. And, and that's because uh, food and drink, uh, they absorb into your bloodstream. So it's going to give, I guess, a, a false modification or a false positive or some kind of false reading. Uh, again, See, there, there are my medical terms, a false positive. I know that means something I, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's almost like an oxymoron. It's a plus negative. Good, good, good job, people. Anyway, so if, from what I understand, whatever you're, you're, you're eating and drinking is going to go into your bloodstream. So, I mean, if, if I was just to go on my merry way, uh, they're going to find there's going to be uh, cheeseburgers floating in my, blood, my bloodstream and probably some, some rye and ginger ale with a, with a squeeze of, of lime uh, for health reasons to, to avoid scurvy. Uh, so that's probably going to get in the way of what they really want to look at. So, Certain blood tests, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be dry for about 12 hours, so they can get what they want. Now, the only problem with that is sometimes it gets. It's a little harder for them to to find a good vein. Um, I, I have a feeling it's been about a year. It's coming up to a, almost a full year of so many blood tests. Actually, it's been over a year because I started going before I was diagnosed. I started going through a bunch of other. Um, blood tests and things like that. So um, what happens is when you don't drink, when you're not hydrated, your veins get a little smaller. And so they have to kind of dig. They actually, yeah, 
Yeah, if you can imagine that. They stick a needle in, and if, if the blood's not gushing out, they dig around a little. They root around a little. And, and so now I don't watch so much anymore because now you're kind of like, okay, I'm hungry. It's first thing in the morning. I've got someone sticking in this, this thing that feels about the size of a knitting needle into my vein, and now they're rooting around trying to find a gusher. So, yeah, so I don't like those, those kind of... Uh, those kind of blood tests where um, where you're dry, I now have uh, the option. Well, I guess not really the option. I now have the benefit of I can just go on my merry way. I can have some breakfast. I can have um, a regular life, and then they can just uh, they can just draw blood from me uh, the next day. So uh, veins become more dilated if you're properly hydrated. So they get plump. They get fat. You have fat veins. You know, I'm not big boned. I just have fat veins. Um, and it, it helps actually being active. So if you're just, I guess, yeah, I mean, we've all seen those people at the gym who are like, just like, yeah, look at my veins. I'm vascular. I'm vascular. And they just, they're, they're pumped, right? So the veins kind of pop there a little bit. Apparently some of those veins, actually, I, I, I do know this for a fact. Some of those veins are, are no good to draw blood from, um, because there's one time uh, my veins were hiding. It was just one of those days where my veins just were not into getting poked, prodded, or jabbed. So they all kind of like, they laid low. So I had a couple near the surface and I'm like, well, dude, you see that, see that blue one, the, that, that little blue highway there, stick it in there. Like, just like, let's get this over with. Cause you've, you've, you've worked on my right arm and now it's, it's like a sewing machine going down my arm. You've, you've jabbed, you've, you've hit nothing but meat you've you've missed the vein and you've hit meat um and so so now i'm starting to get a little queasy because you're stabbing me so go for one of them 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 blue ones near the surface so yeah we tapped into one and you'd think it'd be a gusher nope nope that sucker was like molasses coming out of me it just kind of dripped it was very anticlimactic he got it i'm like yes dude you got it and and i'm like oh yeah not not as um not as helpful as I thought. So basically, yeah, if you're a little bit active, you get the veins going, you know, like if you have a, they like to have blood tests first thing in the morning. If you can walk around a bit, you know, I don't know, instead of taking the car, take the bus because that will get your blood pressure really racing and get those veins popping. So yeah, just being active um, and maybe keep your arms flapping around at the side. It'll pop those veins a little bit. Uh, so far, I mean, I've heard about this, but so far I haven't had a collapsed or blown vein. Okay. Apparently there are dangers of that. And I can't imagine, well, I can imagine a lot of other painful things, but one of the painful things is, is having a collapsed or blown vein. Uh, that's when, um, there's calluses and stuff like that. I, I think in the vein from being, from being poked so much and it's sort of, it kind of builds up in the vein, just kind of, if it just kind of like deflates, it deflates and probably looks like a, a, a worn out nylon lying on the floor. Um, and it, it, yeah, I can't imagine that being comfortable at all. Like just, just flat. So luckily I, I haven't had that issue just yet. We were, the, the technicians and I like to, like to, like to probe around my arms and find some other juicy ones. So, so we don't pick on like sort of like the same vein all the time, you know, let, let, let's, let's mix things up. Let's give this one a little bit of a break. Um, one of the needles, one of my favorite needles, um, I, you know, which is, it sounds weird, but yeah, one of my favorite needles is one called the butterfly needle. 
And uh, this one's mainly used to draw blood. And, and it's, it's called a butterfly needle because it, is, um, it has like, like these little wings on it. So the, to me, the needle looks a little smaller. And it has sort of like these little wings. And I don't know if they use a smaller gauge um, needle because, yeah, needles do come in gauges between um, like really small and comfortable to to the size of a Lincoln log or a pencil going into you, um, from, at least from my viewpoint. So, so far, the butterfly needles that I've had um, have been very comfortable for me. I know they can't use them all the time because uh, I believe the clinic that I go to, the butterfly needles are smaller gauge. And believe it or not, sometimes I guess the platelets or whatever uh, kind of blood tests I need, uh, the, the gauge is too small. So whatever they need to get out of me, it's not going to fit in the diameter of that needle, unfortunately. But I mean, it's great because maybe it's just the way they 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 um, administer it or or you know um, get me with it but it's it's a, it's much more comfortable I actually kind of like it and what it does is it has it has like a long uh, let's just call it a hose I know it's not a hose so don't take take my word for it um, and then what they do is they put the needle in and it's like a tap and then they can take uh, different vials um, from me uh, the, the, one of my least favorite needles is one called, I think it's called a, a, a vacutainer or something like that. I mean, come on, like the name alone sounds way too clinical. Like the butterfly needle sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a trip, right? This is going to be nice and gentle because butterflies, butterflies do not hurt you. Famous last words. I don't know what butterflies do. Maybe they, they were actually truly responsible for the bubonic plague. And it wasn't the rats. It was actually the butterflies. But who knows? I don't know. Anyway, butterfly sounds much more harmless than the vacutainer. So the vacutainer is like, it's like, it's a bigger needle. And it has a tube holder. So what they do is they stick this into your arm. And then like if you need to get, uh, if they need to get five or six vials out of you. And, and yeah, that has happened. There's been times where it's just kind of like, it's been five minutes of them just snapping in um, tubes. And I, can, I feel drained. Sometimes it's almost, I know it's all in my mind. I mean, come on. But you do feel like there's a little less blood in you because they've taken, you know, six, seven vials out of you. Um, and each vial is, uh, it's, um, it has a sticker. They put a sticker on it and, and it's for certain tests that they're, that they're running. So I don't get a lot, uh, done each time, probably maybe three or four vials. So that's not so bad. That's not so bad. And a lot of times, you know, after, you know, the butterfly every now and then, I got to get the, the vacutainer every now and then, which I'm not too happy about. But one of the things I do now is I don't look. At one time I used to look. I'd be like, hey, you know, here, let me let me help you tie off, you know, um, and, you know, I'll create a fist and, and, and pump my fist a little bit, you know. Um, but there was there, you know, there was one time. OK, I know it's called fainting. I'd like to say I passed out because it sounds more Chuck Norris like. Um, you know, it sounds more of a, of a, of a pain threshold, but you can say, yes, I fainted. Um, it was just one of those days where, um, I don't know, you wake up and you just don't feel right. You feel kind of like you feel bland, you feel blah, you feel, uh, you know, and, uh, next thing you know, you get, you, you get, you know, 
blood's taken out of you. It's just like, okay, well, that, that kind of hurt. And now I got to go in for the, into um, the cancer clinic where they're going to, they're going to put in um, an IV. So I got somebody, you know, the back of the hand, could you find, and yes, I know you can find a more painful place, but can you find a more painful place than the back of your hand to stick an IV? Like, ow. So I was just like one of those days where it's just like, I don't know, I just wasn't in the mood. And next thing I know, um, I just kind of said, Hey, you know, um, um, I don't feel so good. And next thing I know, um, things were dark. And then <laughs> there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of people, uh, with stethoscopes, uh, listening to my heart and, uh, opening up my eyelids and wondering what happened to this guy. So, it happens to the best of us. Um, in a year of having blood tests and going through uh, some cancer treatment, I've only I've only passed out or fainted, if you if you wish, once. So that's not so bad. Um, and it was just one of those weird days. I just I was not in the mood to just to yeah. It was just one of those yeah. So. It's kind of funny because it's a, it's like now I, and you get worked up, you get worked up and you know, and it's, it's funny because I, much like a lot of people, I've got tattoos. And when you think about a tattoo, a tattoo is roughly between one and three needles for like outlines and stuff like that, jabbing into, into your skin. I don't know, like a hundred times. No, I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on this, but it seems it's like a hundred times a second or a minute or something like like, like those needles jab in and out of you really quickly. And then if you get some shading done, if you want some color and you want some shading done to your tattoos, you're looking at between seven and 11 needles going into you, into your skin at one time, uh, with each tiny little jab. Um, and I mean, if you can, if you can put up with that, you think you could put up with a blood test, but they are two totally totally different things um because i used to joke when i'd go in there you know they would see they'd see one or two tattoos and i'd be like oh i'm afraid of needles and they would they would just kind of like look at me as if i was some kind of moron like you idiot um but yeah getting a tattoo and drawing blood two totally totally different things you cannot mix the two they are, uh, are they are they are like black and white so uh just because you can take tattoos doesn't mean that you can take uh, you can take needles, uh, yeah. And I found out the hard way. I will tell you one thing that will that will get you through this. I uh, don't drink coffee first thing in the morning. Um, uh, maybe the night before, just have have a glass or two of water. Uh, yes, you're going to be up all night um, taking a leak, um, but yeah. So try and hydrate. Uh, if you don't have to, uh, if you don't have to purge or, or starve or, or do anything like that, drink, drink, uh, drink some fluids. But uh, apparently coffee is not good. Coffee kind of dries you out. We've all had that. You've had one cup of coffee, but somehow you've had to go to the bathroom four times. The, the math is just not in your favor there. Okay. So hydrate and hopefully your veins will be nice and plump for the next barrage of stabbing. Okay. Uh, now, the other thing that I wanted to address uh, in this podcast was was the mental side of uh, of what you're going through. So we've just discussed uh, the physical side, which is kind of like you know dealing with needles and and how to get past that, and hopefully it works for you. But uh, there's there's the the mental side, and sometimes the mental side is much harder to figure out and much harder to deal with than 
the physical side. So one of the things that, uh, that uh, I guess we all go through as people is um, denial. So uh, I looked it up. The dictionary meaning of the word denial is the action of declaring something to be untrue. Failure to acknowledge things that are unacceptable. It's the shortened version of the term. Okay, get this. I'm going to put on an effect on here. Self-denial. Okay, so self-denial. Who hasn't gone through that? Um, and it's used as a purely as a defense mechanism. So it's like you get some news that uh, or, or something happens and you just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, you go into denial. So, uh, okay, I got to tell you this. I have a terrible word association affliction regarding words or phrases that remind me of songs. I love music. I live music. It's in my heart and in my mind 24 hours a day. So I hear the word denial and, and right away my, my mind races back to, you know, the summer of 1991 or was it 92? Don't know. Um, there's a Canadian band by the name of Pure. The song Denial was a, I thought, I thought was a hit for them. I loved it. Um, they had other songs called Anna is a Speed Freak. And they also had another song called Blast. Ain't a blast to be alive. But yeah, they had this song Denial, which I thought was pretty good. And, um, and I, I really liked it. But anyway, there, there you go. I've, I've thrown, hopefully, hopefully I've, I've made their record sales jump, uh, leaps and bounds. Anyway. So one of my one of my first I guess I could you could say one of my first instances of denial was when my wife and I sat with my doctor uh, at the I guess it's a, a hematology clinic. Uh, I never expected obviously to hear news that I had cancer. So as the doctor tried to break the news as gently and and professionally as possible, I guess you could say I, I went a little numb. So it, this is why it's always good to have somebody with you at a doctor's office because they'll talk and you think that you're, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm up on everything. And but meanwhile, you you go into maybe denial or shock, I guess, and and nothing, nothing sinks in, you know. Um, so I actually had to pause the doctor to console my wife because she, she broke down and cried. Um, you know, the news hadn't really sunken into me. Hasn't, it hadn't sunken into my mind. I had a big duh moment. Uh, this was my mind shutting down and racing into denial, but my wife got it. She was just like, Oh, Oh my God, this is horrible. I'm like, um, wait, what? You know, like, uh, you know, it wasn't until the doctor told me I had, let's just say X amount of years to live. And then I guess that's when it started to sink in. You know, it's, it's weird to know you have an expiration date. You know, I'm now akin to that forgotten yogurt in the back of the refrigerator. Is, is big daddy Dave still fresh? Let's look at his ex expiration date. Nope. No, he's gone off. Anyway. Um, you know, unfortunately now I, you know, after they give you so many years, I, I guess this is human nature because we all want to know when for some, it's weird. It's, it's just like, so, Oh, this is coming to an end. Yeah. When, you know, so, you know, now I feel, you know, I, I've told a few people, um, you know, they've given me this amount of years to live. I now feel I have to, I have to die on a certain date because I told them I've got so many years to live. You know, it's like, you know, I've got a year to live and, and I suppose that I'll probably go around thinking I was, people will think I'm going, I, I'm, I'm lying. You know, it's like, no, I'm not lying. They told me I have 
and then because then now you have to explain things and now you're just making excuses and they're like you know we we bought you a cake we had a party a going away party and now you're still here um as much as people like to like to like to pretend that they're caring sometimes they're not it's like yeah i gave you a card um it was a nice card um and it's it's i got it from that place called papyrus or is it papyrus whatever um and and you're still here so i feel a little obligated to die when i said i was uh because i i have credibility i don't want people thinking uh i'm lying you you know um and the, the weird thing is when a doctor tells you that you have 10 years to live you automatically you think right from that very second as if there was a big countdown clock you know like have you ever seen those people that play chess so they you know they go oh your move oh and then they they, they oh rook to knight whatever and then they 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 click that clock again that's what it feels like so the doctor's like you got x amount of years to live and right away okay starting from now okay so my poor doctors so basically what they're doing is they're like okay as my doctor explained by today's standards by the technology that we have at our disposal at all the treatments at our fingertips generally people in your ballpark are going to last roughly around 10 years now that's an average and if you know averages um sometimes it's shorter sometimes it's longer it's an average they're just going to give you an average so maybe you're in the high percentile you know um school uh they had that bell curve which helped me out apparently a lot um so they said dave you're not you're not you're you're not stupid you're just in this part of the bell curve and so that's much like maybe my death. Um, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to be around in this bell curve area. Um, you know, so yeah, that's this, this denial thing. It's, it's a hard thing to, to try and come to terms with, but it's, it's perfectly natural. So I guess it'll take some time for it to sink in and maybe I'm still going through denial and uh, maybe I'll still think about that song by that Canadian band from Vancouver called Pure. Uh, look them up. I'm pretty sure they're a bunch of nice guys and maybe buy something on iTunes from them. The, the, the 99 cents that, that you'll float their way might just help pay for some food because, uh, come on, it's, it's Canada. You know, we got to support, support our, our, uh, our musicians. Anyway, um, so until the next podcast, this is uh, Big Daddy Dave signing off. And my, uh, hopefully my survival guide will help you get through some of the crap that's coming your way. Take care.